Hey everyone, Pastor John here, and this is 1611 Devotionals. Let's pause now and pray to turn our hearts and our thoughts upon the Lord. God, we want to be mindful of you because that is what we need the most today. Uh, more than mindfulness of our to-dos and various duties, we know you want to be near us. And, and deep down inside, we want to be near you. So let your word have that effect on us and let it take our thoughts captive to Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Today's passage is taken from Romans chapter 8, verse 33 to 39. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the great pastor and theologian Martin Lloyd-Jones in his uh, very uh, lengthy 10-year uh, series on the book of Romans gives us some practical thoughts to keep in mind uh, when it comes to the assurance of our salvation and, and really the assurance of God's love for his people. And if Romans 8 and this passage is about anything, it's about that. It's about the assurance we can have in the love of God and how that frees us from any charge or any condemnation that could be raised against us. So the first thing Lloyd-Jones says that as Christians we need to always remember is that Christ has left nothing unfinished in order to bring us to himself. He said on the cross, it is finished. And to be a Christian means that you believe in that statement and you can rest in that statement and that there's nothing left for you to uh, finish. Second. To be a Christian means that you know God's love for you remains uh, in spite of your sins. Um, you're, it's knowing that your sins cannot undo the love of God for you and that God's love for you was not conditioned on your obedience to Him. And the point is that we, we hold fast to this biblical knowledge even when we may not feel uh, that this is true. We may not always feel this way, but we must hold on to what is written. A third, and this is something that's probably more applicable to us as we grow and mature into our Christian faith, and that is we need to know how to answer our conscience. Uh, we begin to develop this, this ability to have a conversation with ourselves. Uh, 
so that when our conscience rises up to accuse us, saying, you're such a failure, there's no way you can be a child of God. Otherwise, you wouldn't do such a thing. You wouldn't sin in such a way. Christians, as we mature, learn how to speak back to that. We, we know how to uh, answer back to our conscience with the gospel, with Romans 8, or with John chapter 10, or with Isaiah 43. All of the passages that remind us it is God who is the founder and the perfecter of our faith. And so rather than simply listening to our conscience, we readily, regularly speak back. And fourth, we don't fear death and the judgment that follows because we know someone who died on our behalf, who was judged on our behalf. And so our death would only bring us vindication, not condemnation. And the only thing awaiting us is eternal fellowship with our Heavenly Father, with Christ our brother, and, and the Holy Spirit, who is our helper. And fifth, Lord Jones says we can always hold on to numbers one through four, even, even if we were to fall into grievous sins. We can always uh, return to the Lord and seek Him while He may be found. And we don't delay in doing this because we, may f we might feel like um, we're not quite ready yet. Uh, we're not quite acceptable before Him. Our faith isn't as solidified. But see, once again, our faith is in Jesus Christ and He is the object of our faith. And so we don't want to put our assurance uh, in the strength of our faith because that would mean we're really putting our faith in our faith and we're believing in the quality of our believing when the gospel uh, is about believing in Christ and putting our faith in Him. And as uh, Tim Keller put it, uh, weak faith in a strong God will always save. And that's our story. That's the story of our faith. Not that we had conjured up strong enough of faith that's worthy of being saved. But in our weakness, Christ was strong for us. And even if our faith is the size of a mustard seed, or as um, perhaps undeveloped as a, a toddler's faith, um, with the measure that's given to us, uh, God will graft us into the Son, Jesus Christ, and keep us safe in His care and ultimately bring us to the finish line. That's the good news. The good news of the gospel for you today is that what he started in you, he will finish, and nothing can separate you from his purpose. Which of these five truths do you need to pay more attention to and really hold on to the rest of this day? I want to encourage you to do that. And let's pray now to ask God for His assurance, for His words of encouragement to remain with us throughout this day. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You that You have loved us with a love that is not conditional. And whatever conditions they may be for us to be acceptable to You, You have met those conditions through Your Son, Jesus. So help us to put our trust, our whole trust in Him today, and not in how well we trust Him, but how trustworthy He is. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' mighty and merciful name. Amen.